Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back, listeners, to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. I'm back with Laurel. Hi, Laurel. How are you today? I'm really well today, Laurel. How are you today? I'm doing really well. And as always, I am very excited to share our topic with our listeners today because when I discovered this part of life, my whole life changed and became so much better. So I cannot wait to talk about our topic today, which is energy. We're going to do like a little intro to energy for people today, huh, Laurel? That's going to be so much fun. And I feel similarly, but I can't wait to hear your story about how you discovered it and and how it changed your life because we have never talked about this, you and I, before. I know. I know. We've always kind of like, kind of, you know, made reference to it. And we knew we both had explored it in different ways, but we've never gotten into some of the, the real details and some of the exciting stories we have to share. So yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing some more of your stories today too. Yeah. So where shall we dig in? Let's talk about where, yeah, where we first got introduced to energy and how our, we first experienced it so that it came to be something that we really were truly interested in and fascinated Mm. with. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause I think once you have your own experience with it, it's it, that is the moment where suddenly, you know, there's a whole nother world to explore. That's, that is available if you're willing to, you know, kind of make the effort to get in there and, and make the connection to have your experience. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I, I, when I think about energy, you know, I think that it is an untapped resource that we often think about our own personal energy and maybe, you know, what times of day do we have more energy than not? But I can tell you after I started thinking about energy as a um, abundant, never ending resource Mm -hmm. that was internal and external. It really changed the way I thought about using energy and learning about energy um, as a tool for self-care, you know, to, to help me live my life better than it was before. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you said it that way, because I think right away, hopefully our listeners get that what we're talking about today is about tapping into a resource that is available to you to help you enjoy, heighten your experience of life, deepen your experience of life, make it feel healthier, make it better, right? To understand that there's that level of experience that you can start to, you know, condition in your own way, in your own life. Yeah. 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 So where do you want to start? I know. So let's start with what was your first experience of energy? What, what, what was your portal into saying, you know, oh, wait a minute, this is a whole thing I want to understand or learn about or whatever. Yeah. You know, my, I think my first experience with it 
was in a, a mindfulness class that came, you know, through this exercise or a practice of rooting your feet on the floor. And we've talked about this. I think it was in our meditation episode. Yeah. You know, this, and so that was my first, first experience of feeling the energy of the floor and the earth below me coming into me. Mm. Right? And so that was kind of that doorway, hard to believe it was through my feet. Um, I love that it led to my heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and really knowing that, wait a minute, the earth is a big ball of energy. And I have access to that just by bringing intention to it. Um, that was probably my first experience. Yeah. And then a friend of mine who was a yoga instructor started doing a restorative yoga class with Reiki. Mm. And that was my first experience receiving, you know, an energy practice like Reiki. Mm -hmm. um, and that just led to one thing after another. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? Do you remember what, could you describe in words what the feeling was like with, you know, that, that energetic, that feeling of the energy coming up through your feet? Can you, do you remember, do you remember it? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it was, um, I'm going to describe it as a strength. Like it was not powerful in a way that would, you know, push you over. Mm -hmm. but just a solid strength of support mm -hmm. and, and um, big, you know, when I think about the amount of energy that we think that we learn about being in the center of the earth. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it really was this calming um, strength in that I was, I was solid that, that I, you know, I, I was solid in standing and being supported by the earth. Yeah, yeah, so interesting. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, so mine was, um, uh, I would say that it was when I was in my first session, my first or second session of ta taking Tai Chi. So we, we, took, we took and taught in 10 week sessions in the, the particular um, uh, lineage that I worked within. And it was, I don't remember if it was the first or the second. I think it might have been the second time around. Okay. And we were doing a movement that's called wave hands in the clouds. And you're 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 moving your arms in a certain kind of way and you're holding them gently in front of you and 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 moving them and you know your hands are are literally like waving in the clouds. And I had really probably just a few seconds of suddenly feeling like something was in my arm and moving. Mm. And I I was enthralled. I mean, I, I just, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. What, what was that? What was that? And from that moment on, it was just kind of a little bit of a chasing after, you know, what was that feeling? How did I feel it? Why did I feel it? What made me feel it? And, um, and interestingly, I thought about it so much after it happened. And I thought, what was that? And how would I describe it? And I think the, for me, the best description I've ever come up with that I, I think describes how it how I experienced it was when you're holding a hose and it's kinked and then you unkink it and you can feel something in there kind of moving all of a sudden starts moving that was really the feeling that I had and um and yeah and I think that was part of the reason too that I got really dedicated to my tai chi practice and meditation became the tai chi teacher started really deeply 
wanting to understand more and more about about energy. And then I had um, my Tai Chi instructor was also uh, an acupuncturist. And so I had acupuncture treatments. And I always felt like in those treatments, I would start to feel like I could feel the more all over energy shift, the way that your consciousness starts to change when your energy starts to change when I was having an acupuncture treatment. So I feel like those two mediums for me were the beginning of starting to explore what it's like to really experience most directly and purely, you know, the energy world. Yeah. And so it's interesting because when I hear your story about feeling like something that there was energy kind of that I'll say movement within you and around you. Yeah. You know, and my experience was more of, of having the support of energy strengthening me, Mm -hmm. not freeing it up, but just, you know, making it, making my own energy even more solid, more, more grounded. Or putting you in touch with it. Yeah. Right. Putting you in touch with that, that that was how you, that was a way of experiencing yourself and how you, your energy was in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is so interesting because, you know, I think that's a great example of that. Everyone has a really individual way of tapping into Mm -hmm. energy and understanding their own energy and um, the interplay between our internal and external energy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, And it reminds me of, you know, we've spoken about this before in other episodes is how everybody has their own experience too of intuition, how they tap into their intuition and the way that their own inner intelligence speaks to them and through them. And energy is like that too, where how, what your sensitivities are, probably part of your energetic makeup and your physical makeup, all of that is part of what creates your own unique experience and yeah, yeah how, how you how you tap into and relate to those kinds of you know that that energy yeah so interesting it is i love it and i use it now you know really as one of my self care practices i yeah. i you know i incorporate it in my in my life almost daily mm-hmm. self practice and then, you know, seeing practitioners that, yeah. that have experience bringing, you know, energy practice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I think has changed for me is having this awareness of my energy and how I either share it or how I absorb others' energy. Yes. And that has been remarkable for me. Yes. And being aware of where my energy ends and where, where it doesn't end. Yeah. And kind of, you know, when I think about, we talked about boundaries in a previous episode, how do I safely protect my energy, share my energy without consuming too much energy that isn't good for me? Yeah. 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 We're going to have to do another one on this. (laughs) Yes. We all come back and talk about energy multiple times. I'm sure. I, I feel like, um, you know, I remember early on too, as I began to become more energy aware and emotionally aware, both, um, 
that that did really help me in terms of my sensitivity around picking up other people's emotions and tapping into other people's emotional states that that having that energy awareness began to help me identify what was mine and what was theirs get a better sense of that because it's it's the ability to tune in more subtly i think you know because when you're picking up on somebody else's energy that's anger let's say it feels different than your own personal anger energy absolutely it yeah. really does yeah and yeah. i find that not just with anger but it, it even oh yeah you know, even um fear mm -hmm. yep. anxiety yep. you know mm -hmm. we see this a lot in the world we live in now yeah you know when when i'm with people who are anxious about perhaps this next round of of COVID yeah I can pick up on that and I can carry that and I can carry it own it even though it's not mine yeah. um and and you know when I didn't recognize that before I can say it was a lot harder to control or to manage my what's mine what's my own fear what's my own anxiety what's my own happiness even right yeah. you know what it's like to be around someone who is extremely happy and excited yeah and yeah. we all want to share in that yeah yeah i know it and then and then the opposite you know when we're around people that are really feeling the heavy energy of life you know that feeling depressed or feeling really negative or down about things you know that we 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 are if we're especially when we're sensitive we get pulled we can get pulled into that right mm -hmm. if we're not being being careful about where we're putting our attention and how we're intentionally keeping ourselves as best we can separate from that right mm -hmm. and a lot of that comes from our ability of how we attend to it and our intention around it absolutely yeah. and i love that you used the word careful because i was thinking mindful mm -hmm. but careful is a better word because we're in being aware, we're caring for our own self, mm -hmm. our physical, emotional, spiritual, and we're also caring about the other person or other people, yeah. right? And sometimes mindful doesn't have an, a level of intention with it. It just has a, you know, more clarity, if you will, mm -hmm. or presence, but the intention behind being careful is really good. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also one of the things of being aware of some of those subtleties has also helped me um, be around people that are having a hard time. And I think that's why I was able to develop my skills so much as a coach too, was because I didn't, I, I knew when it was somebody else's and I had stopped taking responsibility for someone else's energy this, the condition of someone else's energy. And instead, I knew that I could just be a support to them if they wanted to make a change. And so I carried that really into my personal life as well, right? To be able to mm -hmm. say, I can't change that for them. I could be a support that might, might help them, but they have to change their energy. We change our own energetic state, right? Right, yes. Uh -huh. Um, and let's talk for a minute about how do you change your energetic yeah. state? I mean, you mentioned Tai Chi and acupuncture, but are there things that you can do that don't require you to go to someone else to administer that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think about, you know, for me, I just think about my daily practice. So in the morning, when I'm doing my sitting meditation in the morning, and one of the first things I do is put my feet on the ground 
talking about your feet, right? Mm -hmm. And making that connection and making that connection where I start to open up, you know, the channels on the bottom of my feet, the chakras on the bottom of my feet and allow myself to just start to let my energy start moving downward to connect into mother earth. Right. And Mm -hmm. then if I'm willing to take the time and sit there long enough, you know, eventually I'll receive back from her. I can come up and open that upper chakra area and let the energy come in. And I am, because I've spent so much time doing this, right? I've created that sensitivity within myself so that I can feel my energy beginning to shift and clear and change and strengthen during that process. And we all could do that. This is, I'm not, I'm no, no genius over here. I'm just another person in the world, right? That happened to take the time to tune in to this part of me and life experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do something similar before I get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. I, I have a practice of, you know, putting one hand on my belly, one on my heart, and then one on my heart, one on my throat, one on my throat, one on my brow third um that third eye yeah um and it just reminds me of for me it's just a minute of not necessarily the energy but i think some of it is the energy but the intelligence of these are the systems that are going to guide me through my day right yeah Um, and then i do i get out of bed and i do um they're almost a sun salutation but you know it's just three times. Um, It may look like a swan dive to some people. (laughs) And three times, you know, of that feet on the ground planted there, strong and solid arms, you know, coming above head down to the heart. Um, Just to get some calling in the energy, getting some energy flowing. Yeah, Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. During the day, honestly, I do I do a few things when I know if I'm, you know, maybe it's a writer's block. I'm in my work day and something is feeling a little bit slow or a little bit less than um, flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be that two o'clock slump that some people have coffee, you know, <laughs> I, um, I, I roll my ankles yeah. and I hula hoop the hips Mm -hmm. um to just get some energy moving in my body yeah Um, that's great yeah I I encourage a lot of my clients to just get things moving because I really do believe that if we have energy flowing in our body um and we can create that movement of energy in our body that it kind of stirs this I don't know spark of life Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is life force energy. Another term for energy is life force, especially in Chinese medicine. You know, it is, it is the force of life that moves through your body and, and alivens your cells and your beingness. Right. It's funny when you were talking about that, Laurel, I was thinking about, um, my, my Tai Chi instructor used to say, um, you know, you should every 20 minutes, at least every 20 minutes, you should move to change to be to keep your energy moving, right. And we live particularly people that work at computers, you know, and and do a lot of this. And so many of us are more in that state than less in that state these days, is we are so still, 
in terms of the energetics and it's not healthy for us at all. It really isn't. So just that idea of getting up, right? Setting a timer on your phone, your computer, where your watch, whatever. We all wear these, have these devices. That's right. um, yeah. And, and just getting up and move your hips, you know, wave your arms in the air, do some sun salutations, take a little jog around the desk, whatever, anything to just move your energy. Yeah. And I think that that's so important. And so much of the movement, you know, um, focus these days is on, you know, physical fitness mm -hmm. and not necessarily about the, about energy. But if you think about your systems, you know, whether it's your lymph system or your circulatory system, your blood flowing through your veins, you know, the oxygen flowing through your lungs and every cell in your body, the energy just, I really feel like the energy just helps all of those systems. Yeah. And if the energy is not flowing well, those systems are a little more sluggish. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then they have that opportunity of getting stagnant and stagnancy is one of the things that causes dis-ease in the body. Yeah. So um, that movement is always helpful. It's funny. I was just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm hearing in the background, I have, I have work going on in my yard so I can hear these backup trucks with their beeping things. And I know it's going to come through on the microphone. So I'm just going to talk about it. Cause I think that again, it's the, uh, you know, this is part of how we, relate to the world around us and how we open to our full experience, right? So anybody listening into this podcast right now is gonna hear that beeping. There's movement going on in my yard, right? And and so I'm inviting you into knowing what that experience is right now. And so you can just relax and say, oh, that's just a truck in the background, right? And I think that that energetically is part of how we literally stay relaxed and open and allow our energy to keep moving is we don't resist whatever's going on. We allow it to just flow to be there and then ask ourselves, what are we going to do with that? I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I think about the flow, um, that is so important. And, and just knowing that, yeah, we have something we didn't expect. Yeah those trucks and that noise yeah. didn't expect it. Yeah. We'd rather it not happen mm -hmm. during the middle of our podcast, <laughs> but it did. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think about that a lot when I think about, you know, the energy practices I use. Um, the other thing that I think about is allowing the emotion, the energy of our emotion to continue to flow that way too. Absolutely. And not holding on, not letting it get stagnant, not taking an emotion and, you know, shoving it down somewhere deep behind the knee or wherever I might. I love putting my emotion in my right hip. That's my favorite hiding place. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, and what happens when we, when we take the energy of an emotion and tuck it away yeah. because we, it's painful to let it flow and come up and let it go and feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Almost as painful as the beeps of the truck in your yard. I know. I know. And, and I love that you use that example and actually talk about hiding that emotion, you know, in your right hip, because I remember, you know, again, this was what, like one of the first sessions where I think I was assisting teaching when I was learning to be a Tai Chi instructor 
And I was in front of the class, just being the person that was demonstrating and the other teacher was walking around helping students, whatever. And I got to a point in the class where I suddenly felt like I was gonna burst out crying. And I had probably 15 or 20 minutes left in the class. And I, I didn't feel that I could just walk out of the class. I was in front of the class. If I'd been a student, I might've left the room, gone to the ladies room or whatever, but I stayed and I managed it. But the minute I got to my car after that class, I burst into tears. And some part of me knew that that's what I had been doing, that for a lot of my life, a lot of the sadness that I had been feeling and couldn't manage and didn't know what to do with, that I had been storing it literally in my legs. And I knew that something in those movements and that had gotten to a certain place in my form and my ability to relax and release that that energy was now moving through my body and needed to be ex expressed from my being. And the only way it was gonna come out was crying because that's how we heal from grief, right? And sadness. Yeah, it, it is so interesting that, you know, when we th I think about the practices that we have, that we move our body and what comes up in that, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, and it, emotion does come up in that. It my my youngest daughter, her first yoga class, mm -hmm. she at the end yeah. cried. Yeah, and she was like, "What is wrong with me?" <laughs> but it really was whatever release that she had been holding. Yeah, um, you know, and and that happens to me occasionally as well. Yeah, we forget what we hold in our bodies because we try to stay in control of, you know, whether it's our emotions or our energy, you know, we think about all the days that you may be having, and I, I'll speak for myself, I may be having a down day. Yeah. And I think, I don't want to be Debbie Downer today. Mm -hmm. And I do whatever it takes to bring that energy high. Yeah. And then the reality is at some point in my day, that low energy has to find a home yeah. and yeah. has to come out. Yeah. Um, and so I have learned you know, through either movement practices or energy practices or mindfulness meditation, um, you know, to let whatever needs to flow, flow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading one time in a meditation book um, and the meditation teacher was suggesting, advising the best way to live would be is if we got to a place where we had this kind of energy that we knew wasn't helpful, wasn't going to be productive, whatever, whatever terms we want to use, negative, heavy, whatever the right word is, that we actually go into our meditation space, into our meditation room, and we, we let ourselves feel it, experience it, work with it, meditate, come back into a balanced state before we were go out in the world and proceed for our day, right? So instead of, you know, the suggestion really is, don't stuff it don't ignore it right don't don't push it away let yourself be with it until you come back into a healthy balance and then proceed and wouldn't it be beautiful if we could actually function that way oh world lovely give ourselves that time and space to do that that would be so incredible i know i know when i'm working with people um and they're dealing with a lot of grief you know i really talk about how that is a it's it's kind of a special time in your life where you do have to literally think of managing your life in a different kind of way because you have to make space to feel that grief and express it otherwise 
you you're 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 literally setting yourself up for bigger problems more difficulties more pain more whatever because it gets just gets more complicated and convoluted in your body and in yeah. your being and so um you know to work really well with grief and and all emotions you know um we need to have time where we can express these and experience them and make good sense of them yeah 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 all emotion is really, you know, energy in motion. It's a good way to put it. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful way to think of it. It's a great way to think of it. So if it's not in motion and it's not moving, then it could turn into a problem for you, right? So we want to keep that energy and, and learn healthy ways to express, right? This is this is one of the dilemmas I think of our time because we haven't been energy, I mean, emotionally intelligent or, or, or worked to be emotionally intelligent necessarily in mm -hmm. our cultures. And so this is a time when I think that we are, and I think it's really healthy and beautiful thing for mm -hmm. everybody to grow mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting when I started using different energy practices, um, really not knowing, you know, there, there was never any, am I doing it right? Is this the way you're supposed to do it? It, what is going to come from this? You know, I wasn't looking for a specific outcome, mm -hmm. but just knowing that these, a few of these things made me feel better, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, tapping into, you know, that breath work or movement in midday, or, you know, even the swan dive in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. It just made me feel better. Yeah. Um, no different than some days a warm shower makes me feel better or walking barefoot in the lawn makes me feel better. Yeah. So though that's when I think about um, how nice, you know, developing your own energy practices, what a tool it is, because you can just find things that feel good to you and incorporate them in your daily life without having to worry about, you know, a process, a procedure, are you doing it right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. So Laurel, as we wrap up today, what question or what um, kind of, I don't know, challenge you want to throw out? I think this is kind of a different topic that we're exploring today than we have in the past. And so well, how might we support our listeners on their evolving journey of energy awareness and um, connection, shall we say? I think my challenge or the question I would pose to the listener, our listeners is, um, what, what tools do they already have? What, what tools do you already have to bring your awareness to the life force flowing in you? Yeah. 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 That's great. I think mine for our listeners, I, I, so many things are coming up for me, but the one that I'm going to land on, I think is take the i'm going to send a challenge out there to take the time to send your energy and your attention and your intention downward from your head lower and lower and lower in your body so that it, you begin to feel like you get more in touch with your full body it's really hard to become energy aware when you're in your head <laughs> absolutely <Right? laughs> Yeah. So the more we can become more full body present and more conscious that we are a whole body rather than just a head walking around on a stick. Right. Yeah. We can we have the opportunity, I think, to get more energy aware and more um, connected to the sense of what it feels like to be really present 
in our body. And there's a feeling to that. It's not a mind or mental story. It's a feeling. And so we want to start to tune into some of that. The other thing I'm going to offer up to our um, listeners is I'm going to put a link in here to um, what's called the daily energy routine. And it's by my energy practitioner, Carrie Phillips of Well Into Life. And it's uh, five, it takes, I think, five to seven minutes to do it. But it's a beautiful, simple movement energy routine that anybody can do um, very easily. If Even if you're in a chair, you can modify them really easily and do them in a chair. Um, and it helps you really start to feel that shift in how you feel when you begin it and how you feel when you end it. So it's a beautiful way if you're new to energy it's a great routine to explore your energy with and really start to sense into how you can change your own energy those are really good i can't wait to see that yeah really practice exactly. and i love the the you know question of getting out of your head yeah 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 it's a big challenge in our culture we've been so grown to just be up there and think 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 it all through right yeah. Well, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but when you think about our five senses, so many of them are from our neck up. Yeah. Right. Our vision, our smell, our taste, and our hearing, four of the five yeah. are above our chin. Right. Right. And yeah. so for our listeners and for me, who feels like maybe I'm at a disadvantage for being in a culture where we, spend a lot of time in our head mm-hmm. and I'm trying to unlearn that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way that my anatomy is, I get a lot of data coming in through this head. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm going to forgive myself for that and really tap into my body. Oh, that's beautiful, Laurel. Thank you. And thank you. I want to just say thank you from our listeners, because I do think it's a big challenge, you know, for all of us. And I think I know I feel so blessed that in my 30s, I learned Tai Chi, and I really learned how to come back into my whole full body. And it's been part of my life for so long now. But it is a journey to come out of your head into your body. And I remember it really well. And it was painful at times to uh, re-enter the body, so to speak, (laughs) but so worth it. So worth it, because there's so much amazing stuff to explore in here isn't there there is and you know it's it once again i'm just amazed and and awe of you have had a life journey that has had you move through many of the things that i'm still learning you know decades ago right yeah yeah. and so i the practice of getting out of my head i'm learning in my 50s yeah. So never too late. It's never, never too, too late, late, listeners. We're here. We're here for you. <laughs> okay, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much, Laurel, for this great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to talk about it again. Me too. We'll be back again. Thanks, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.